it. We're starting. It's right now. Kurt's ready to go. He told me, and I wrote it down. It's episode two. Nope, that's wrong. It's episode 323. I just switched up the numbers there. Uh, episode 323, No Laugh Track Podcast. Uh, thank you, Circle of Heat, for playing, uh, letting us play your music there at the beginning. Circle of Heat, by the way, Trevor Anderson working this week at Acme, featuring for the headliner, my guest, Kurt Brownoller. How are you, sir? Good. 323. So that means, so 320. Do the math. Three, so done. it's like, so when I did it last time five years ago, it was like in its first year. Uh, just passed. Yep. It had just passed its first year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at that. You were episode, I wrote it down, 87. What? 87 still. Still late in the game for a podcast. None of my podcasts have made it to 87. I've stopped them all around 52. <laughs> <laughs> And what you're talking about is 87 different podcasts that have stopped around 52. Yeah, How many yeah. have you done? Oh, man. Well, like, my first podcast was, like, five podcasts in one. The it had like, Yeah, it had a bunch of different formats. Yeah, I remember we talked about that. Uh, last and then that's I done. had, that's done, and then I had Emotional Hangs with Joe DeRosa yeah. about adult adult friendship, and then I had Wedlock with my wife that was on Audible. And so, three, but also kind of eight. Yeah. Because there was, like, five formats to, to K-Hole. And just to say right away, uh, the show with your wife ended not because the marriage ended. No, that's that's correct. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Just because Audible. There's got to be at least one person that thought that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit, that's a rough. <laughs> one. What? I gotta know why. No, oh, yeah, of course. No, it was it was a uh, it was a very heavily produced podcast, and uh, and uh, yeah, we just didn't no longer do it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Thank you to Minneapolis. Thank you very much. Like we just established, it's been a while. Oh yeah. It was uh, 2014. We're in 19 now. Wow. Yeah. 14. Wow. Yeah. And it was also like in, like it was almost exactly five years ago because it was super snowy out. Yeah. Well, I think it was in February. Yeah. Well, that yeah. doesn't necessarily narrow it down. We got one of our biggest storms. Well, this is here. bullshit here. This is complete bullshit. The fact that I am here and it's 11 degrees last night and there's no snow on the ground. No. This is bullshit. I know. I wanted a winter wonderland. So do I. Yeah. So do I, and I live here. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah uh, but the you know, the, judging the time of year by snow can be very deceiving. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it was February. We got one of our biggest last year in April. Oh wow. No, I know because it was my birthday. So that was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact. Here's one of the things I want to bring up, because I listened back to the yeah. episode, uh-huh. and one of the things we talked about is you were considering doing a polar plunge on your birthday. Oh, yeah. Did it, you do it? The drive was too far. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The drive it was, was too, too far. The drive was too far. Okay. Uh, but it looked fun. It was like cut out of the ice and everything. I love that shit. Yeah. I would do that. Haven't done one to take the place of that one. Oh, I did one in New Jersey oh, really? on, in 2016 for like New Year's Day. How did that one go? It was good. It was really fun. It was like 300 people all jumping into the Atlantic Ocean. We And we talked about, I brought up, you didn't know this. I told you that they wear costumes. Did you do a costume when you did that one? No, no one was wearing, I guess some people were wearing costumes, uh, but I watched like videos of that one yeah. after you told me all about it. And it's like, yeah, people really get get into it. Yeah. I still haven't and still plan on never. Okay. <laughs> Good. That. Ever doing it. Uh, no. No. There. I can, uh, sometimes, I, I like swimming. Um, but even like just going in like pool water, it's too cold. <laughs> you get used to it immediately. <laughs> so I was here last night. Uh-huh. Awesome crowd. Yeah, it was a great crowd. Really big crowd. Yeah, they were nice. Um, and a great show. Thanks, man. I would have to say. Thank with you. With confidence. It Thank was a you. Great show. Um, I want to ask you about I. 
I heard some of the jokes he did last night like, yeah. before. Uh-huh. They're, they're some of the best. Yeah. Super huge, like that awesome rolling laugh, yeah. full house, which I love being a part of. I think of. there's only two. I think there's two jokes in there that are old. Okay. I think so. Did yeah. you think another one? No, no. No, no, no. Okay, the, uh, yeah, yeah, About... Uh, Breastfeeding. Yes. Exactly. And then the la- the one I close on, mm-hmm. which is like an, mm-hmm. an oldie. Those are the only two jokes, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, I, was there something else that you thought, no, like, I've heard that before? Two, actually. Okay, cool. So, so you're Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm curious... So I'm you... just saying, that's five minutes out of 50, everybody. Oh, yeah, There's yeah, yeah. still brand new 45. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that you asked the audience how many people have been here to see you before. Yeah, and no one. It was there, like there four was like, people. A handful. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> So it's no it's no problem for us five here for the second time uh, when it's only just a few minutes, obviously. Um, but at one point, you you prefaced some jokes and just flat out told the crowd these are new jokes I'm working on. Oh yeah, 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 right in the middle. Yeah. Is that the normal procedure for that? No, it's not. Because I haven't been writing new stand-up for so long because I was just I've been just writing other things. Okay. Um, like I wrote a movie this year and I, or I sold a TV show this year and then I've been developing this other TV show. Yeah. And so it's just been like every day has been focused on one of those projects really for like a, ye- a straight year. Okay. Um, and so I just haven't been writing as much. Stand- they have some other stuff that I might try. I'm not going to try it tonight because I have friends coming. I want them to see like the full show that I like plan on recording. But, um, but maybe on like Friday early show, I'll try some other stuff out. Um, but no, I didn't. I, only because like those jokes have literally, other than one, have never been on stage at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna cheat a little bit and tell them these are new jokes. Also, I think the audience at a Wednesday show comes for that, and so I wanted to let them know that that was happening too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They like think it's exciting. For sure. <laughs> for someone who comes here a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I can speak for that and say yes. It yes. Is. It absolutely I think four out of the five worked well and then one just really bombed, but I didn't do the whole bit. I like I I didn't do the whole bit. So I'll try maybe I'll try the whole bit tonight. Okay. There was one I hadn't heard last night. I'm not I don't want to give it away here, but it was I here's my little notes I took yeah, yeah, in the yeah. back of the room. Um which one is it? There was one about your wife not being I'm not sexy. That yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a woman behind me. You were hitting her in this. <laughs> holy shit, Kurt. <laughs> she must, that must exactly replicate something in her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was dying, <laughs> laughing so hard at that. <laughs> so I hope you're happy to hear that. Thank you, yeah. It was very, very funny. And... Uh, she let people know that you're working with uh, Linda Ahrens. Is the uh, yeah, she's uh, so great. Yeah, she's great. I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah, it's great to see her last night. And Trevor Anderson, as I've already mentioned. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, uh, one of the first things that you mentioned last night, uh, you it really hit me. I'm like, what? Why is that? Did he just? So I listened back to the our like I said, I listened back to our podcast. Yeah, Can I play something. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, from two years or four years. Four years, four years ago, five half, five years five, ago. Yeah, almost five years ago. I wanted to get your... I thought about playing this for you before we started recording. I'm just going to hit it with you. Oh, I love it. All right? All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Someone says, ho, 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 now I have a gun. That's, that's, I'm a dead ringer for that guy. Do you ever... Um, you must get mistaken for Andy Daly sometimes. <laughs> no. No, I don't. But we did do... We did um, At Midnight together, and we were standing next to each other, and I do just look like a giant version of Andy Daly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, were you... Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And now my dad has mistaken... Has mistaken Andy Daly for me. <laughs> My own father thought I was Andy Daly on a commercial. Yeah. 
Yeah, when I heard you said that, say that last time, I'm like, what? What? Is, what? Hadn't happened yet. Now it happens. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, predicting yeah. that that would happen <laughs> five years ago. I think we do look similar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. There, but. I've had to grow a beard to differentiate, but then I look more like Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do anything. I guess I could like shave it and just have a mustache, but it looks creepy. Do you have to keep a track of like how much weight Jim Gaffigan's at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, now let me let me just confirm this. Now the uh I was I follow you and Jim Gaffigan on Instagram. Yeah. Was it you or him that was just vacationing in South America with your family? I'm kidding. That, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was Jim Gaffigan. I was however, vacationing in Los Angeles, where I live. However, there is a, uh, a I'm just realizing there's a coincidence there in his vacation in South America, uh, South Africa, pardon me, uh-huh. South Africa with his family and something you talk about on stage. Uh, oh yeah, at Acme. being the in your, safari. Yes, being yeah. in your safari with animals and oh, monkeys yeah. and stuff on the outside of the. Right yeah, n- of my the safari show. was in New Jersey. Everybody. <laughs> I'm not going to South Africa. <laughs> and and from what I saw on Jim Gaffigan's Instagram, he was not in New Jersey. There were many other signs that yeah, yeah, yeah. not New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even see any of those. I don't know. Instagram is so weird with the way it feeds you. Like, I see all of his when he posts stand-up fo- like, uh, bits, oh. but it doesn't show me his photos very often. Hmm. I wonder if those are sponsored. Oh, interesting. They might be sponsored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might yeah, yeah, yeah. sponsor thing. Well, that's interesting. How, since we're talking a little bit, how are you using social media these days? I just started putting old bits on Instagram, and it does really well. Like, better than anything I've ever put on Instagram. So, I want to continue doing that, but it's very, it's difficult for me, because I don't... It's just one minute at a time? Yeah, I don't have a ton of one-minute jokes. Yeah. Um. So, I think I've posted, like, 12 or 13, and then that's... I'm th- I think I'm, I'm topping out. I'm topping out. But I, I think I'm going to continue it for a little while until I kind of exhaust. Because okay. I have all of this televised stand-up that's out there that really isn't accept- – like one of them is accessible. But everything else is just kind of like here and there and all over the place. So I don't think people have seen it. Yeah. So it's a nice way to put it up and be like, oh, here, this is this thing is here. Yeah. Yeah. It's make it, it out, as out there and available as possible. Yeah. It's definitely a good thing. How about Twitter? No, don't even use it. Twitter these days? No? I just don't use it. I use it. I still have an account and I'll tweet every once in a blue moon, but I just don't use it. Because... I'm just done with it. And it's not even like the thing that everybody says where it's just like, I'm filled with rage and I have to like stop using it because I'm addicted to it. I was never addicted to it. Yeah. Um, I, I just, it, it, it may, it's, I feel like it's a waste of my brain power. Mm-hmm. And also, and that would be a different opinion if I was like really good at it. Like oh. if I was really good at Twitter, I probably would not have this opinion at all. <laughs> uh, but I'm not. And also I've like, I've now come, now that I'm a dad, I've just like come to accept more who I am, you know, and I'm just not going to try and like be like that Twitter guy because I'm not, I don't care. I don't care about it enough. Mm-hmm. I love Instagram. I really, truly think Instagram's really fun yeah. and wonderful, but like Twitter and Facebook, I'll look at them when I'm bored, but I don't post at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my Facebook usage is down to once a week now. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, they're on the way out. I'm, I'm pretty over it. Yeah. My 12-year-old, I have two daughters, 12 and 10. And my 12-year-old, uh, we let her get the, you know, like, she doesn't have a cell phone. She has an iPod. 
Right, right, right. That she can only use like when she has Wi-Fi. Correct. And then, of course, my initial thing was like, you know, but yeah. I know what's going to happen next. We're going to give you this, and then it's going to be, well, now I want this app and that yeah, app yeah. and this app and that app. And, of course, just the other day. Yeah. Like, she's just walking out the door. And uh, I really want Instagram. Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, no Snapchat. No. Nope. You can do Instagram. Put my foot down on the Snapchat. But also, Instagram's so close to Snapchat now. With you can send. You can private. send private stories that disappear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird that, like, the next generation is obsessed with not, le- like, leaving less of a... Of, of a record, you know, because it's, like, been learned that, no like, having this shit just constantly exist. Yes. And I realize, like, I have, like, my youngest sisters are really young. They're, you know, 15 and 16, or 16, I guess, because they're twins. They're the same age. Uh, <laughs> they were born exactly at, at midnight <laughs> on, on December 31st. No. Uh Eleven fifty nine, twelve oh one. That wouldn't even make them fifteen and sixteen. It would make them fifteen and sixteen for like a minute. Anyway, all twins are, I guess, are one year off, a minute apart. Anyway, uh, they never like, they never post to Instagram. I think, but then I realized that what they're doing is they don't share it with their family with you yeah so yeah. they're constantly posting to instagram but it's only to their like close friends who aren't going to report them oh I, I think you're right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. uh-huh it's pretty crazy i was like oh right even if you're following like there's no way as a parent you can like monitor that shit unless you rip it out of their hands yeah like look at it <laughs> while they're looking at it yeah Oh, you had, and you have a daughter. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. How are you with people? Like I said, I have two with people going, just wait, wait. She's great now. She's cute little baby. Now wait till she's a teen. I just assumed, I've just assumed that that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm predicting it only because it, if, if it doesn't happen, that's great. But if it does happen and I wasn't ready for it, it would break my fucking heart <laughs> do you know what i mean because yes. i just love her so much yeah uh-huh that like if she becomes like a, a like a like a mean girl for like a few years it would it would kill me yeah. so i'm hoping not you know right how's it 12 uh t- we're we're still pretty sweet uh-huh um the the sweet moments to daddy are a little less yep. than they were even a year ago yep yep yeah. yep yep it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is there a lot of, like, chatting about feelings? Mm, yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Not, not, a, not a ton. Not a ton. Not a ton. Not yeah. yet. No. Is she very emotive? Mm, my younger one is more so. Okay. More so. Much more so. Yeah. Much more so. <laughs> yeah. No, they're great. Um, yeah, you got married and had a kid in the month, in, since uh, you were yeah. here last. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still with my wife then so we, i guess we've been married four years okay yeah so shortly after i saw you i guess i probably the same year tooth proposed okay yeah because i think i <laughs> i don't know <laughs> is it what i can't wow i can't even fucking put it together <laughs> maybe i was already married Jesus Christ, man. Um, let's have her come out. Let's straighten this out right now. Come on out. I think it's four years. I think we've been married four years. It seems like it was yesterday. Yeah, it seems like it's so <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe I was already married. <laughs> uh, I'm just... Now, you're a little bit older, Dad. Mm-hmm. 
Did you think in your 20s, 30s you were going to be a dad? Yeah, yeah, I always knew I was going to be dead. Always knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I just took a real long time getting to it, primarily because I was in like a long-term relationship from like age 18 to 31. Okay. And we never had kids or like got married or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so then it was like restarting at 31. Sure. Uh, and then I just, and then I, you know, I was married by... 30-something, 30 38 or something. I, fuck, I have no idea. I really should figure out my wedding date. I mean, I know, like, the, the day. That's good. That's I mean, I day. think I know the day. It's either September 22nd or 28th. Uh, I think it's the 28th. Wow. You needed to do what I did. Uh, I'm. This is my second marriage. Yeah. Uh, I do remember the first uh, anniversary date, but the second one, seven days before Halloween. Easy. Always. Yeah, I always. Remember but what year? Halloween, uh, 2015. Okay, yeah. there we go. That's going to be a little bit tougher part. But yeah, yeah, yeah. To remember, that's but, a yeah. tougher part. Seven days before Halloween. Yeah. No, I have to like go and just like look at what the date is. <laughs> <laughs> you have a little cheat sheet time timeline. Yeah, we might. It might be 2015. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, being a dad, the greatest thing ever, right? It is. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, um, and, and it's interesting. I always was worried about it, how it would affect work. Cause it's like one of the main, you know, being, being a comic. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's, you know, one of the, the main things I've done with my life. Yeah. And, um, it's interesting in the way that it has, like it's, it's made me want to a stay home more. So I want to tour less. Okay. So yeah. it's actually put stand up into a position. Um, like really just trying to get work in LA. Okay. But it, but I've been more productive this past year than I have ever been in my entire life. So it's like, I'm more productive, but also like less productive in stand up. And it's a lot of stuff I can't show yet because it hasn't aired or, you know, it hasn't been made. So from the outside, I think it looks like I'm just in this, like, you know, hibernating period. But I'm really just been developing all this time. Yeah, I get more because, like, you're just like, I have time. I have a babysitter for these three hours. I need to get this done now. You don't do it. You don't take a nap then? (laughs) No, I take a nap when she takes a nap. Okay. (laughs) I have discovered the art of napping. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it is the best. (laughs) Also, being on the road is good for that, too. Yeah. Uh, Were you, like, last week? Were you doing comedy last week? Stand up? No, I honestly have not done a weekend. Since October, because then I sold this CBS show and I just stayed home. I've been writing that nonstop since October and I just delivered it. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, this is my first weekend in three months, which is rare. I'm usually out two weekends a month at least. All right. Um, but yeah, that's the goal is to try and stay in LA more. Sure. Are you still. I'm sorry, I don't know. Are you still doing this show with Kristen Shaw? Yep, yeah. every Monday. Every Monday. Oh, yeah, so I do I do sets in town yeah. um, in L.A., but I don't, you know, like a 50-minute you know, set. Right. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. Right, right. Um, well, we should talk about, the, you've mentioned it a few times, let's talk about some of the things that you've been working on in the last year. The oh, TV yeah. show, uh-huh. I read a little bit about that some, mm-hmm. when it was announced back in November. Is that right? Yeah. The CBS yeah. development? Yep. So let's talk about that. Yeah. It's a, I mean, like I've been, I was, came up with it in May of last year and then it was just like pitching and pitching and pitching and like I pitched to a bunch of, produ- like it was such a crazy 
like I pitched it to so it's based on my dad so it's based on like that kind of like first eight or ten minutes of my stand-up last night about like my dad's he, my my dad has like four different wives has had four different wives he has multiple children uh, I have seven siblings uh, and so it's about kind of like me and my wife with our one-year-old move back uh, to Grand Rapids with hi- him and his wife, who's the same age as my wife, and their twin uh, 14-year-old girls. <laughs> um, and so it is like it's a multi-generational family sitcom, but it's all like based in reality. Yeah. Uh, Amazingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so... Yeah, it was that that it, the the pitching process was crazy, and you know it just feels like just getting to this point feels like winning the lottery. Okay, and it is fascinating when you go through this stuff. How like a show like How I Met Your Mother or something like that. That how many times that show won the lottery, so it's like winning the lottery, just getting it into development. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're competing against everyone in LA is pitching, uh, and like you know, the, a very small amount are given out. And then, out of say, each network buys maybe thirty development deals. Out of those thirty development deals, they make eight to ten pilots. So you have to win the lottery again to yeah. get a get a pilot shot. And then out of those eight to ten, they're gonna make one or two, maybe three T V shows. So then you have to win the lottery again. And then you have to win the lottery of not getting canceled in your first year. Then you have to win the lottery of getting a second season. And then the biggest lottery is it whether or not it's like successful. Yeah. And so it is like to see an actual successful TV show is like that's like the the a one in a million. Is it even more one in a million now or less than let's say twenty years ago when there were less TV channels and outlets? And it's a good question because there's just so much that it's Im- almost impossible to to for like back then if it was on TV people watched it yeah you know now there's no guarantee anyone ever sees what you make yeah there's so many tv shows that no one has ever seen mm-hmm. you know uh and so i think it's networks that people don't have that people don't know exists yeah 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 there's like every once in a while i'll be like that's a network yeah <laughs> That's a whole network. Uh-huh. It has its own shows, and they have an office somewhere, and there's, like, a channel for it. I'm like, who, who fucking knew? A logo? Yeah, what? they have a logo. They have everything. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. deals with CBS. Mm-hmm. That's one we've all heard of. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. You've been around a while. But still, there's shows that go, you know, there's still network shows that go on the air that, you know, that no one ever like watches they pull shows after like four episodes sometimes oh yeah yeah i used to take a lot of pride in catching like thinking i knew which shows there were going to be uh-huh. see them the one or two times yeah yeah, yeah. just to get a taste and yeah then they're gone like yeah, oh, yeah i watched that yeah yeah i wasted my time <laughs> yeah. i predicted it i spent the time and i was right yeah what i gain out of that nothing but yeah. yeah i remember that bad joey lawrence sitcom from yeah. 1991 <laughs> uh-huh. it is fascinating to watch the ones that six that succeed and trying to figure out like what is it like you know like what is that thing that makes people be like I want to wa- I want to continue yeah uh-huh. and I don't know it's an interesting puzzle so this one so where you said you've turned in mm-hmm. the episodes the you so I wrote a script yeah so the way it works is like you go uh, you pitch somebody idea in the room 
And you really kind of like pitch for a network, at least you like pitch the idea of the show and not necessarily like what the happens in the pilot. Mm -hmm. And then if they buy it, you you write a two page, what's called a story doc, which is uh, in two pages or maybe three. I think mine was longer than that. Exactly what happens in the episode. And then after they, the, the, so I get notes from the production company first on that. So I change it, rewrite it. Send it back. Then it goes to the studio, and then I get notes from the studio. Change it, rewrite it, send it back. Then it goes to the network. Network has notes. Change it, rewrite it, send it back. Um, so How it's is like, it dealing with that? <clears throat> is that frustrating? I, it has been... No, it has not been... The length of time, I think, is frustrating, you know? I always get frustrated with, like, the fact that if I want to get it to the network, I essentially have to deliver it almost two weeks earlier because it has to be like deliver to the production company takes them two days to read it gets it back to me on Wednesday I'll deliver on Monday they give me notes on Wednesday I give them another draft on Friday then that gets sent to you know so it's like the the, the fact that it's like I want to get it to the network on this day I have to do the, all the work two weeks before that okay. and then continue to do more and more work you know so uh no i it doesn't i don't find it annoying uh luckily all the notes that i got were really good, good. Okay. they're all just about specificity in character relationships um because that's really what you're trying to work on in a pilot because you're just trying to set the foundation for some like uh, you know you're going to build a house this foundation needs to have these relationships that are interesting and have powerful points of view so that for 10 years you can live off of their points of view. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so you add the the extra kid. Yeah. But, you know, right? Yeah, no, it's like <laughs> when, once you get into, like, the ninth, I was just watching, there's, like, a How I Met Your Mother, like, marathon, and I never really watched that show, uh, like, at my hotel room just today. Uh -huh. And I was watching it, and it, I figured out, I was, like, looking online, like, what season is this? Because it was so fucking crazy. Oh. Like, all of, like, the, I was just like, oh, this is their ninth season. They've had 25 episodes per season. This is like a, like the 180th time they've had to be like, what could these five people possibly do? Like, what other combination yeah. of relationship can they fucking have? You know what I just realized the other night? My wife and I were watching the most recent episode of Modern Family. Mm -hmm. They added another kid to that show. Oh, really? Not just, I mean, you know, Manny grew up, and yeah. then it was the new little Joe, I think it is, Sofia Vergara's character's child. Is that, is child. that show still going? Yes. They still make new episodes they of it. They do make new episodes. Wow. I mean, that must be 10 years, right? Probably. Yeah, 9 or 10. Wow. 9, 10. Now they have another, the the gay Cam and uh, Cam and whatever the characters, uh -huh. the, character, the gay couple on uh -huh. the show. Yeah. Now they're raising one of uh, a, a child, like his sisters she's in jail or prison apparently so now they're raising that kid yeah they keep adding kids <laughs> i mean like you i mean i can't imagine i mean luckily hopefully i'll have to imagine but yeah. like just like like 20 or 25 episodes for a season is massive it's so massive uh -huh. to just continually like create new situations for these people have you done have you had any sort of uh, connection to a sitcom in the past? 
Uh, no, no, no. I've per- I've kind of like purposefully stayed out of. I like I've been writing on movies. Like I, I just did a punch up for this new uh, Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen movie that's coming out this summer, and I did a small part in it. And then I did you know punch up on uh, like the on, I was the on set writer for that movie, and, and then on set writer for the Big Sick too. Yeah. And so that is really my only experience with uh, like writing for for other people. Okay. And I've kind of purposefully stayed out of television writers rooms like I've just never pursued it because I want to be performing yeah um and so to be able to go on auditions and to be able to tour and do stand-up that was my my priority um but I enjoyed this so much this process that I might I'm thinking about maybe like if the tv show doesn't go maybe going into a room yeah yeah okay Going into a sitcom room. So do you have any idea when anyone will see? Like if this... Oh, they should make a decision relatively soon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, 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 they'll either be like, pass or, or we're going to make a pilot. Okay. And then if we make a pilot, then I, I don't think I find out until like May. Like at the upfronts, the upfronts is when they announce all of their uh, all of the shows that are going. So you're gonna you gotta kind of like uh, leave your schedule open, or are you working? Yeah, there? I mean, kind of, but not really. You know, you just have to you have to prepare for. I personally feel like you have to prepare for the. And this is such a crazy thing. I was trying to write a joke about this about like in L.A. It, like, depends on what, like, God you believe in, like, the way you think about this stuff. Like, there's a lot of people in L.A., and I think this works for them, and I don't know, like, uh, it's not the way I work, who, like, just... It's like it's o- it's almost a version of like the secret where you just assume everything's going to go your way and you talk about the things like it is going mm-hmm. and you all, you never say like when this happens you you don't you never say if this happens you say when this happens you know yeah. um and I, I'm of the mindset always that if you do that, you're going to jinx yourself. So don't <laughs> fucking do that, you know? So right. just assume right, the right. worst and you'll never be disappointed. Uh-huh. But I don't Low know. Low expectations. Right. But yeah. I also think, but it also maybe seems like the people who do that shit, the like, just assume it's going to go their way. It goes their way more often, yeah. You know, or even better, yeah, or even, even more better. Than expected, yeah. So yeah. I, I like battle with that back and forth, right. and I try and do that shit. That. But it also feels like, it feels like mental gymnastics at a certain point where yeah. you're just like, well, if if this happens, well, I mean, I'm sorry, when this happens, <laughs> you know, uh huh, uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. Let's talk. You've mentioned a little bit here briefly. The big sick that was so huge. Oh yeah, thanks, Holy man. Crap. Yeah, it and was such a good movie. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel you know I I do feel because of the fact that I was the onset writer, I do. I, I'm proud of it as you know if I that I contributed you know my part to it. In fact, let's. Uh, I should have told you this beforehand, but we're gonna do a little promo here right uh-huh. now. Okay. Um, if people call the comedy club here before you and want to come see you. See, today's Thursday. Tomorrow night, or let's just call it Friday, January 11th. Yeah. The 10.30 show. Yeah. They want to come to the 10.30 show for only $5, Kurt. All right. They need to call the club, and we're going to give the, uh, the let's use the promo code, the big sick. Great. All right? Sounds so good. Call here and ask for tickets to the 10.30 show, Friday, January 11th, Kurt Ronaller. 
say the big sick, and you will get $5 tickets. Come on. It's going to be a great bucks. show. 1030. Only the Friday night only. All right. So that's that. Now let's go back to talking about the movie. Yeah. Um, first, I want to know, how do you, with uh, Kumal... Kumal. Kumal. Yeah. I mean, how far does your friendship go back? Uh, we met each other in uh, in probably like 2005 in New York City when when he and Emily moved there, and then uh, and then we just became much closer when we moved to L.A. Okay. So I guess we moved to L.A. in like 2012, and uh, yeah, I don't really know like what the but like bonding thing with us was it was we were just buddies yeah okay and emily too emily is wonderful emily's a really close friend um how did it how did the so the let's go back here the movie he's kicking around an idea hey man i'm i've been writing this thing about my life yeah he so emily and he were well he was he he was writing it and then uh, and then emily joined him in writing it and i think they were writing it for four years um like just drafts back and forth with Judd. And then they did a reading of it, and uh, Emily and Kumail asked me to read that part of Chris. And uh, so, and I'd never been to a reading before. Okay. And so, this was like at Sony Studios, and like Judd is there, and all of, you know, and like Holly Hunter and Ray Romano are there, and like all these like big name executives and stuff. And I was like very intimidated. Uh-huh. Um, but I had just written a bunch of like, I just like punched up the script, like for my lines like writing other jokes in and um and so then i just and i'm happy that i like you know a reading of a movie is usually so that the the authors can hear what they wrote so they see if it works or not okay. and so someone's who, who's like alting their stuff it can be a risk you know what well, I mean because sure. uh, it's like well I wanted to know if the thing I wrote worked yeah. you know not the thing you came up know with to judge what you're doing yeah, yeah yeah but luckily it worked for worked for me I guess um, because I had asked Kumail and Emily I was like can I alter like yeah, yeah, yeah you can you can riff okay. a little bit um and then, so we did that, and I was like, oh, my God, like, am I going to get this movie? Like, am I going to be in a Judd Apatow movie? And then they immediately, so they immediately cast everybody else from that table read except for my part. Holy crap. And then they auditioned fucking everybody in L.A. Gaffigan. Yeah. <laughs> Jonah Ray always yells at me. He's like, Dad, I auditioned for that part for, like, three times. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Love it because uh, we like oh, we do stuff on stage uh, a bunch. He might actually come to the to 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 some of the shows on Saturday. We're trying to get him to come out. Oh, um, but uh, and then I was. This is a perfect connection because I was here, 2016 in May. I was right in the dining room, and I get a phone call, and it's Kumail, and uh, he's like, hey, I'm with Showalter, and uh, we want you to be in our movie. I was, it was literally like right before I went on stage for the Tuesday show. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy crap. It was like right before the show started. And so, yeah, this is a, this is a part of the story here. Very cool. Yeah. And then you called them back later and said, "Well, I'm uh, let's negotiate. <laughs> All right. Now I know you want me. Yeah, I don't know, but I, you know, I'm at Acme this weekend, so I'm pretty big deal. I'm in Hollywood already. I mean, <laughs> Minneapolis. Uh, you know. All right. Start talking. <laughs> Start talking. Um, was it always going to be on Amazon? 
so no, 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 no. So uh, it, it was Lionsgate who did the funding for it. And uh, and I think maybe some another smaller company, uh, and so we shot it for you know I think five million dollars, and then uh, so that's a you know very that's a pretty small budget for a movie, yeah. and uh, and then we br- we brought it to Sundance, oh, okay. and then Sundance it I think we premiered on a Friday, and then. Uh, there was a bidding war and the offer came in from Amazon on a Saturday. Yeah. So it's crazy how fast it and happens. And who knew, I mean, really, who knew it was going to be that successful yeah. on Amazon? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was had a theatrical release, you know? Yeah, but not, why? was it a wide release? It was a, yeah, really? it was it was a wide release. I think it was 2,500 theaters. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they didn't expect it, but they did, you know, like Judd and Lionsgate know how to do this sort of thing. They, like, released it in select cities for one weekend, then released it in a few more, and then based on the numbers per... Oh, okay. per theater, they were able to get a wide release for it. So it was like in the middle of nowhere, you know, mm-hmm. by the end of like that summer. And it was up uh, and won some awards. Yeah. Did you go to any award shows? I went to the SAG, uh, the SAG award, because that was for best ensemble, which means like everybody uh, in the cast is like up for the uh, award. Okay. Uh, and that was pretty fun. Uh, but no, I didn't get to go on to anything else. I, like for the Oscars, it's crazy. It's like only Kumail and Emily got to go. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you watch the Golden Globes the other night? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting when the uh, I don't remember somebody won and they were trying to thank like their representation. Yeah. That was couldn't have been farther back. In oh the yeah. Room. No, no. It is. It is. It's like. The, those places, the, the way they seat people is so gross. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's like writers are always all the way in the back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be... Uh, I mean, you choose what, you know, you, you kind of can choose your destiny sometimes. But you end up with a job like that where you did most of the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> freaking pretty boy gets all the credit. Like, yeah. <laughs> As somebody who's never been the pretty boy, <laughs> I, I, I feel that pain. Um Will there could there possibly be a sequel to the big sick? No. No. No, I don't think so. No, Camille no, and Emily are just writing a whole bunch of other stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. They get to like just write cool big movies now. That's the way it works. That's the way Hollywood works. Imagine you make that. a small, beautiful little movie and then you get to write big action movies if you want. I remember remember when um uh, the Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, uh, Goodwill Hunting, when that came out. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, and then these two guys, they wrote it. <laughs> yeah. I got fooled into thinking these two were like just two guys <laughs> off the street. It's so weird that they've never written anything else together again. Yeah. Isn't that weird? They wrote this beautiful movie and then never wrote anything ever again together. Yeah, imagine that. It's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> uh-huh. What, um... I, I didn't get a chance to watch the whole... This is sad. It's 35 minutes long. I tried to watch the premiere episode of Black Monday. And you couldn't watch it? I, no, I ran out of time when I was oh, trying okay. to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Let's talk about that. This sure. thing on Showtime. Yeah. It premieres... It took... Tri- uh, January 20th. Yeah. This, so very soon. Yeah, this coming month. But you can watch the premiere. You can watch the pilot episode right now on YouTube or on the uh, Showtime app. Yeah, I watched it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, so this was uh, it's Don Cheadle, Regina Hall, Andrew Rannells, Paul Shear, and then I play. You know, I, I have a, a guest, a recurring guest star role who comes in for about three episodes throughout the season. Okay, you're in the first one. I saw you. Yeah, first and second, and then last. Okay, uh, but then I'll continue out throughout uh, uh, other seasons as well. And uh, there's a lot of great guest stars. Uh, like it's all about the Black Monday, like the stock market crash in right. the '80s. So it's uh, a period piece comedy. Um, Don Cheadle runs like this, like scrappy uh, stock company. Is that what it's called? Stock company? Yeah. All the words. How much do you even know about Nothing. Wall Street and Nothing. stocks? Nothing. And... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And you don't really need to know much to watch the... It's just like people trying to make money. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. There's a lot of cocaine. Uh, it's fun. It's really fun. Yeah, um, I, saw, I saw in the... the in the first episode. Yeah. Boom. Cocaine everywhere. Cocaine yeah, yeah, explosion. Yeah. And Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg uh, directed it and directed the pilot and they were the executive producers. Oh, wow. uh, it is. Yeah, it's really it's a cool show. I'm excited for people to see it. I wonder what, how it will do. How did you get um, involved in that one? So I, I, you know, I, I was the onset writer for that Seth Rogen, Charlie Theron movie that's going to come out this summer, mm-hmm. and so it was like, it was the like the day after we came back from shooting in Columbia um, that I had an audition for uh, for that part, and so and yeah. And so I actually had auditioned for the part that Paul Shear got, but then they gave me this other part. So it was like me and Paul Shear and Brett Gelman oh. at like a at a a screen test uh, where you like go in and you like audition with Don Cheadle for like the whole network and the studio and the production company and the creators. Wow. Um, so yeah, no stress. Uh, <laughs> and then Paul booked that part, and then they gave me this other part. Uh, and thankfully, Paul got that part because I got to see that awesome wig. Yeah, 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 exactly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it totally makes it, like, their casting makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's a heavy, Don Cheadle, fucking heavy hitter, man. Ray He's Romano, so good. Holly Hunter. Yeah, yeah, Holly Hunter, man. She's tiny. Yeah, she's very little. I had no idea she was so tiny. She is so little. Yeah. I have a photograph of her, and she literally, she comes up to my, my nipple. I believe. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. So, like, 10 episodes? That yeah, it's 10 episodes. So uh, and it's uh, it's a crazy show. Yeah, I'm excited for people to see it. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Um how, you have a Showtime throw you a subscription, and you already have one. <laughs> I already had one. Did you already have one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, let's uh, yeah. Well, tell us about that uh, the movie that you worked on with the Charlize Theron. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a rom com. Uh, Charlize plays the Secretary of State who's making a play for the presidency. presidency yeah, and she uh, and she hires Seth Rogen as her like really her punch up guy okay. to like uh, make her speeches funnier and but she, the thing is like she used to babysit him when they were in high school oh, okay when she was in high school and he was in uh he was younger yeah, yeah and so that's how they know each other and then it's like this kind of unlikely rom-com but um i'm excited for people to see it yeah I think it's 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 cool. Jonathan Levine directed it, who's fantastic. And uh, you're only doing rom coms now in theaters, is yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that, that's your new thing. I mean, it was yeah. It was based on the fact that I did. You know, it was an onset writer for the Big Sick, is why they hired me. Um, it's your thing now. Yeah, it could be my thing. Yeah. 
Rom-coms can do really well. Yeah. Obviously. My wife is writing a rom-com right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Based on our based on a trip we did, we, she wrote this piece for the for New York Magazine about about like our one of our like third or fourth dates. Like we went to Paris together, okay. <laughs> and it was horrible. Oh, yeah, right. it was a real miserable. Not like we just like jet off to Paris. I happened to be working in London, <laughs> uh, doing shows with Eugene Merman, sure. and so I was like, "Come on out, and then we'll take the channel to Paris." Yeah. And it was awful. Awful. Yeah. Okay. Um. What the hell was I gonna uh, remind me what I was? Gonna, oh, do you rem- do you have any memories of the when that stock market, like the actual Black Monday back in 1987? No, none, 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 none of you. Just that we had a current events quiz every week. Uh-huh. And it was, I think, the answer was what was the big thing in stock market thing that happened this week, and the yeah. answer, or what are they calling it? I think uh, okay, Black Monday. But other oh, than that, right. I had no idea. What yeah, no, meant. not at all. No. I mean, honestly, I didn't even register the 2008 crash. <laughs> 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 like I was, you know, because it's just like I don't have fucking, I have no savings, I own nothing, yeah, I have well. no stocks. It's just like everybody's like this. Stock market is just like I don't. It doesn't affect me at all. Yeah, I know. And also, comedy does well when people don't have money because <laughs> they want to forget about the fact that they don't have money. No kidding, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like I did not feel that as a performer at all. Did you um? Did you sell any towels last night? Yeah, sold a bunch. Really? Sold a bunch of towels, sold a few records, and some CDs. Nobody buys the tapes. <laughs> oh, you're bringing tapes? Yeah. Yeah, what do you have? So, so tell me what you have. you're selling after the show. Uh, so the, the the newest thing, which I don't think I had last time, was um, this double LP record that comes with a download code as well, which is uh, from Kristen Shaw and Mai's uh, weekly show, Hot Tub. Oh. So it's uh, us hosting and doing... Doing bits, and then also we've got like Kyle Kinane on it, and Eugene Merman, Aparna and Sherla, Beth Stelling, Eddie Pepitone, like a ton of other comedians oh. doing bits as well. And uh, yeah, it's a big, nice, beautiful red vinyl uh, record. Okay. And yeah, and so that's the newest thing. And then I got my hand towels, which have my face on it, and they say "keep it dry." Um, with this drunk woman last night was crazy about. She's like, "Who is that on the towel?" It's fucking my face. Like we're sitting in front, <laughs> like it's my face. I was yeah. like, "That's me." Yeah. She's like, "No, it isn't. You look so bad here." Oh. And I was like, "Okay, lady." I was like, "But she bought a towel, so I, I don't say, care." But she bought one. She bought okay, one. Good. Yeah. <laughs> What? Yeah, so weird. <laughs> you look. You think this guy looks bad, but you're gonna buy one. Anyway. <laughs> and then, uh, then to follow C- you to Target someday. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, CDs and tapes of my first album. But I don't have my. my I don't have my my comedy special um, for sale. Oh, okay. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. I, and then, when do you see uh, recording new comedy? <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yeah? Yeah, I just have to line up a place that will buy it. Okay. And that's what I'm trying to work on now. But it's nice to come here and just be like, oh, yeah, it works. I can sell it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good, good. Oh, I wanted to ask one more thing about the big sick. Did you, how about like premieres? Were there any, was there like a big premiere you got to go to? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I'm going to go to the to, to the Black Monday premiere on Monday. Sweet. Um, but yeah, that? the big sick. 
I don't know, somewhere downtown LA. Um, but the big, but TV premieres are nothing compared to movie premieres. Movie premieres are crazy. Um, so yeah, the big sick movie premiere was the only movie premiere I've ever been to that I was like in, you know. Um, and it was so fun, you know. We got to, uh, we got all dressed up. My wife and I went and watched a movie with everybody. And, you know, at a premiere, everybody's like over laughing at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, everybody feels good about what they mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's like an after party and everything. So yeah. it was really fun. Awesome. Yeah. And then I've, I have no idea what this premiere for for Florsky is going to be like it'll be crazy cuz it was like this is a 60 million dollar movie oh, you know wow. so that's big for a comedy so i think the premiere is going to be pretty crazy yeah i wrote down some of the Alexander Skarsgård right uh-huh isn't it bob odenkirk is it uh-huh bob odenkirk plays the president and he's amazing so wow. funny wow yeah and uh, june diane raphael is in it uh, OJ jackson what? The, uh, yeah, O'Shea, O'Shea Jackson is so fucking funny. Really? He is. He kills it. It's really amazing. Yeah, so cool for a guy who doesn't like do comedies that often. You're just like, oh shit, you you got it, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Jerk being that talented. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forget him. Forget him. Anything fun you're going to do in town besides this podcast while you're here? Uh, I think I'm going to just try and get some writing done. Now that I'm done with development, I'm going to try and write some more stand-up. I'm going to go over to a part of town after this and try and get some lunch, and that's uh, about it. (laughs) Right on? Yeah. Right on? Thank you for uh, spending some time. Thank you. Today, uh, I recommend everybody comes to see the show. I went last night, and it's really funny. And then, like I said, the promo code, if you don't have tickets yet. Thank you. Thank you. Boom.